Yes, so I wanted to ask you, and I might have to play it for you, but I wanted to ask you... Uh-oh. Uh-oh, okay. In the opening title song of the show, are oh. they playing Nine Inch Nails in the background? <laughs> of Natalia Grace? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, I Did I already ask you this? I don't know, but I think you mentioned something. Uh, what song? Closer. The famous Nine Inch Nails song, that little... Ooh, I don't know. There is a little part. Here, I'll play it for you. Is there a soundtrack? Okay, you heard it. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think so. It's, yeah, I. Okay. it definitely sounds like it, or it's the same musical instruments, but it's there. It, it sounds like it was sampled straight out of Closer. 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 Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nine Inch Nails. Man. Brings back good memories. It was a good concert. I saw them twice. I know, you're lucky. Yeah. I am lucky. It was a damn good show. <laughs> okay. Okay. So what are we covering today? So this time on True Crime. This I'm, time on True Crime. <laughs> I'm Alice. I'm Fox. And today we're going to be covering the curious case of Natalia Grace. Natalia Grace. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, streaming on HBO. No, they don't call it that anymore. Call it Max. Streaming on Max. Streaming on Max. It's uh, six episodes. Yes. Six episodes, but we're going to be trying to cover it in two. Yeah. So what we're going to do is take the first three episodes, have it be part one of the podcast, Mm -hmm. and then um, do the last three episodes and that'll be part two. Right. Yeah. So we're going to be summing it up. There's going to be stuff we might be skipping over. So as always, go and watch the documentary for yourself. Mm -hmm. And because we're not going to catch everything. But um, regardless. Irregardless. 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 <laughs> Is that a word now? I think it's a word now. It shouldn't be. I think it's. What I does think, it mean? I think it means the same thing as regardless. I, I, <laughs> I think didn't it, we hear it in this? Was it this documentary or where did we hear we've it? We heard it recently. Someone used it. And they were like, irregardless. And we're like, oh, no. Oh, it was on, was it uh, on Thousand Pound Sisters. It was on Thousand Pound Sisters. <laughs> it was the surgeon, Dr. Smith. And he's like, irregardless. Yeah. And we just look at each other. We're like, what? Well, if the surgeon said it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That makes it right. <laughs> because we all know surgeons know how to spell. What? Well, 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 you'd hope so. Well, <laughs> I mean, I. I don't know. Okay. okay. Um, we want to cover this because this was a very intriguing documentary that mm-hmm. we saw. I think it was released um, in April, right, mm-hmm. of 2023, I Ages believe. ago. Yeah. It's been out for a while. Yeah, it's been out for a while. And um, Natalia Grace is coming out with her own version. Yes. Called Natalia Speaks. Yes. On ID Discovery starting January 1st, 2024. So mm-hmm. we want to do this portion and then we're going to cover... Her, um, I think it's three episodes. We're going to cover her three episodes and get her take on the story and then report back and do another podcast episode. So we're getting this one done first Mm -hmm. so that we'll be ready. 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 Okay. Speaking of ready, are we finally ready? Ready. Okay. The opening clips of this show take forever. I know. I know. It takes like at least the first five minutes of episode one. Yeah. So... And grab a snack and it yeah, and it pretty much covers the entire series <laughs> like it is a very definitely a little like 
Yeah, if you want to know what goes on, just watch the first five minutes and then maybe the last episode. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all of it. They cover all of it, but it goes back and forth in the clips. You have people claiming that uh, a family adopts a little girl who they are claiming turns out to be an adult mm-hmm. who is evil and has orchestrated all this. But then we can't hear more clips from people saying, no, Natalia is a child and the Barnetts were predators and they're the evil people. And so you're left right from the get-go get-go from the get-go <laughs> not knowing what you get you get kind of the summary and have no idea what's going on get-go the get-go from the get-go right from the get-go yes so we open in westfield indiana there is a super obnoxious guy talking to the camera I don't oh know. yes very animated dramatic i what is what i don't know what else to describe him phony phony He's like, he he feels like somebody who thinks they're on a stage. He's awful. He makes my skin crawl. And what's his name? Um, So they don't tell his name yet, but his name is Michael Barnett. Michael, Michael Barnett. That's what what I'm going to call him. Michael Barnett. (laughs) So he points out that at this time in his life, summer 2010, he's been married for 15 years. He has three sons. Jacob, Wesley, and Ethan. Mm-hmm. He's married to Christine Barnett. And they're super happy, perfect life, Norman Rockwell, everything's perfect, and uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars in the bank. That that dumbass Lamborghini that we've covered in previous episodes that I think are stupid and no reason to ever buy. Uh, It was one of those in the driveway. At least it wasn't a neon green one like the one I want. I don't remember the color. I think it was like something. No, it's not neon green. Are you sure? Yeah, because his Corvette is bright yellow. His Corvette's yellow? Yeah. His old man car is yellow. His, I think his Lamborghini's like maroon or something. Ooh, we're going to find out. Oh, you just passed there it. There it is. Yep, you're Ooh, right. Ooh, I was right. You're maroon. right. Maroon. The Lamborghini is red. Like, it's like maroon. a maroon candy apple red. And his old man Corvette is yellow. Bright yellow. Bright yellow. Like, okay. Like you can't miss it. Yeah. And then what does he say? They have 13 TVs. We have 14 couches yeah, or something like that. Which, why? I don't know. I, don't I mean, know his house doesn't look that big to have. Thir- it well, doesn't. Not- okay, you can put TVs anywhere. I'll give him that. But 14 couches or something? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, and you know, he, he goes on about that for a while, about how everything was so per- uh, perfect. He even says he has a McMansion, which I think is funny because McMansion is an insult. Oh. You don't, like, you're not proud to say you have a McMansion. What is a a McMansion? Okay, so McMansions are the idea of, like, all these pseudo-mansions popping up Mm -hmm. where people are buying these houses that to make them look rich and fancy. Oh. But really, they're like the McDonald's version of a mansion. I wondered, like, I wondered if he was like, oh, I work at McDonald's and I bought a McMansion with my McDonald's salary. That I could have, like, been proud of. I would have supported that. Yeah. No, McMansion is a way to insult all the, like, very cheesy, gaudy... Okay, oh. you made the house look this way because you want the world to think you are rich, but really, it's all fake. Mm. Like even with the Lamborghini in the driveway, I, I bet it was a lease. Yeah, it's weird because it's a lease. You know what's weird? Like, 
So I wasn't sure if I was going to bring this up or not, but I started reading her book because Christine Barnett wrote a book about raising her kid. One What's of her it kids. Called? It's called Spark. Mm-hmm. And so I. Spark. <laughs> and so I. Who's st- this? Christine. Christine. Okay. And so I started reading it, and in the beginning of that book, she makes it a big point that they were poor. Oh. She makes it a point that they didn't have money and times were hard and they couldn't really afford the things they were doing. Well, okay, in all fairness, Michael did say at this time. That's true. And in that's 2010. What I'm and that's why I said I started reading it, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't get as far. Yeah. Uh, it just made me a little like so far I'm already getting two different sides. I know. What when he first came on, I mean, what background is he like he he's in some room that's like painted completely orange. Yeah. It looks like the storage room to like a kid's play center. Kids play center. Yeah. They're like, Oh, we'll put you in this padded room in yeah. case you start going nuts. <laughs> yeah. And then his tie he's in a padded room. I don't like this guy. I mean, I try <laughs> to be very objective, but his tie, I don't understand what's yeah. on his tie. I thought it was like I did stare at his tie for a it while. Almost looks to like, it almost looks like like colored tortillas rolled yeah. or trying to roll, but it's not or tortillas. Like a peeling sticker. A, a sticker. I don't know. I don't know. Roll I keep staring at it and staring at it and staring it's at very it. Very distracting. And then I have to be like, oh, what did he say? And go back. Anyway, let's move on. Yes. So, so I don't Ma- know. I Michael Bar- it was weird. Michael Barnett is annoying. <laughs> he's all. He's everything the worst. about him is annoying. And, and when you watch the episode, you'll see. Unless you're into that thing, then that's cool. But you know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So, Christine and Michael Burnett decided to adopt because they are doing so well in their McMansion. Yes. And they have thousands of dollars in the bank with the Lamborghini in the driveway. Mm-hmm. And they were like, we have three boys and we've always wanted a girl, so let's adopt. Mm-hmm. And they decide to go through some adoption agency and adopt um, a little girl from Haiti. But at the time, Haiti w- uh, had an earthquake or a tornado? Or... Yeah, so they said they had plans all set up to adopt a little girl from Haiti. But then Haiti had that big earthquake, I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember. And so everything fell through. Okay. And so they were unable to adopt that little girl. So then he says, out of the blue, they got a call from this new agency mm-hmm. that asked, that wants to know if they'd be interested in adopting a little girl with dwarfism. Dwarfism. And the specific type of dwarfism is, okay, you want me to say it? Yeah, go for okay. it. I, I'm not, I'm just, I'm not going to be able to say it. Okay. This is really going to test my... <laughs> Um, Take it slow. Sound it out. Spondle. I can't read it. (laughs) Spondylepiphyseal dysplasia congenitia. Congenita. (laughs) And I think it was called SDC for short. Oh, I know. Well. <laughs> uh, it's a type of dwarfism that's pretty rare, right? He yeah. Was, Michael was saying there's like 3,400 in the world that's yeah. been reported with this type of uh, dwarfism. So. But because uh, Christine and Michael had a special needs daycare. Oh, yeah. And one of their kids was autistic, had special needs. They mm-hmm. thought that they might be a good family. To take in, like, like they would understand a, a child with special needs. Yeah, because they had some organization or, or charity organization, right, for autism right. children? Yeah. Okay. Because their eldest son yeah, has Jacob. autism. Jacob. Cool. Shout out to the Tiz. <laughs> so this adoption agency, which is called Adoption by Shepherd Care, is in Florida, and they told them they had 24 hours to decide. <gasps> Florida. 
<laughs> what about Florida? I don't know. Every time somebody says Florida, yeah. they're like, oh, Florida. It is Florida's crazy place from what I understand. Yeah, but it looks nice. Yeah. So they took it as a sign and they hopped on a plane and flew straight out to Florida. Everybody was super crazy excited they had to get Natalia. Didn't the adoption say that they had 24 hours to decide? Yes. Which I thought was weird. Or is that not weird? I don't know. I don't know if it's that weird. They said they had 24 hours to decide or they were moving on to the next family. Yeah, but why only give 24 hours? I don't like, know. I mean, I know the kid's getting older, like, mm-hmm. every day, but still, like, you only have 24 hours to just, you know what I mean? That, it feels like when it's... It's not those... like they're putting an offer on the house. Yeah. On but the house. remember, this is what Michael said. That's so true. Michael. We, I mean, we've only had one person say that. We don't know if it's true. Yeah, that's but true. This is his version. It does kind of have that same, like act now offer limited time only mm-hmm. running out low on supply very qvc infomercial yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay. that's a good point yeah okay yeah. i get that so they go out there and michael says that it's in a rundown strip mall but then he says it's a house that's been converted and it's on the wrong side of the tracks and it's just a super shady looking yeah. place. Yeah, he was putting it down. And like I'm big like, time. Have you ever been to this part of Florida? Probably not. Right, I know. I don't know. It looked nice when they did the drone flyover. I, yeah, I thought it looked fine. Yeah. I didn't see anything pro- wrong with it. I'd go there and adopt. I yeah. mean, I don't know what the... the I'd want to know more than just what it looked like on the outside. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, it wasn't like just bars the, on the windows. Yeah, and just by the way it looked outside. It didn't all dark. look that bad. I think he's just trying to build it up like he got scammed. Like, yeah. oh, this place was so shady. Yeah. It, it didn't look shady. He's and, shady. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and he should stand up. Stand up? Slim Shady. Oh, he is not Slim Shady. <laughs> well, he's not slim, but he is shady. But apparently he didn't feel like it was shady enough at the time to not adopt her. I know. He uh, said they sat there and signed papers. Had and... no problem. So excited. Mm-hmm. Non-issue. They're like, yay, we're getting a little girl. Yeah. I mean, if you showed up at some place and you thought it was really weird and were creeped out by it, and then you're like, yeah, sure, give me a kid. Wouldn't you think you'd take a step back and be yeah. like, mm, maybe not? So I yeah. wonder if that, like, oh, it was so shady as a little revisionist, but whatever. You know, I used to feel that way about the pet shops in the malls back in the day. Yeah. So what does that tell you? Like, I wouldn't even adopt a puppy from a mall. That's true. So. And they were shady. And they were shady. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Just saying. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't even get an animal from a creepy place. Not by choice. And he makes a big deal that it was a closed adoption. So Yeah, because he said the parents of... This little girl who's named Natalia Grace, mm-hmm. the previous parents that were had adopted her, flew in, literally dropped her off at the adoption agency, right? Mm-hmm. And then flew out per right. Michael Barnett. <laughs> so after signing the papers. They go to Disney World. They go to Disney World. They have fun as a family. Woohoo! <laughs> After Disney World, they go back to the hotel, mm-hmm. right, for the night. Christine is giving Natalia a bath. Now, all of this that we're saying is from Michael Barnett. Mm-hmm. Like, this is his version of, telling, the truth. of the truth. So, all of this that we're saying is is basically from Michael Barnett. So, he says that they took Natalia back, gave her a bath, and he hears Christine scream kind of loud, like mm-hmm. a nervous, like, oh, my gosh. And he goes into the bathroom and he's like, what? And Christine's like, Natalia has pubic hair. Mm-hmm. And I guess Natalia is allegedly six years old six at this years time. Six old at this time. Yeah. 
So they were freaked out. And I would I would be a little freaked out, too. Yeah. But I would do research. Yeah. And they said they did. They did research. Uh, so after this, they after they shortly after this, they found out that she had also allegedly been getting a period. Mm-hmm. And so they did some research and they found that girls can start anywhere from 8 to 12. 8 to 12. And so, I mean, even if she had lied about her age... There is a chance that she was maybe like eight. Or the adoption agency lied about her age. Yeah, I don't necessarily mean her. Yeah. But like... Because they said that's kind of common, right? Right. When you have an international adoption, Mm -hmm. you know, they want... Everybody wants the baby. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like a puppy. Even Everyone wants the kitten. Even them, they wanted to adopt a baby baby. girl from Haiti. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's like a puppy. (laughs) Yeah, like a puppy. No one wants the senior cat. They want a kitten. Oh, I want a senior cat. I know, me too. I would totally... That's what I was thinking in the future. I'll probably only get... Yeah. Senior cats and, and stuff. And senior dogs. Mm-hmm. Probably won't do puppies or kittens. Mm-mm. Okay, uh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I, I die, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so even then, she's supposed to be six. Potentially, she might be like eight or nine. Mm-hmm. They say that they're okay. Okay, fine. You know, she needs a good home. Mm-hmm. They say that they're allegedly fine with it and they move on. You know what else I wanted, I wanted to add is... I would also think maybe it has something to do with the dwarfism because, you know, they, they can only grow a certain height or, or weight or, or, or whatever. Right. There's limits to what their bodies can do. Right. But sometimes with these, I don't know what, what to call them. Conditions? A, yeah, conditions. Y- yeah, the conditions. Sometimes the body reacts differently or ages more maturely or mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. There's always something that goes along with these conditions. It's right. never just cut and dry like, oh, you're going to be this tall and this weight and that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, no yeah. way. Human biology is weird. Mm. Like, it's just weird. Yeah. And, like, yeah. It's weird. So, anyway. So they get her checked out or they look online. They're like, okay, fine. We accept you. Right. And so then, so they move on with life and they end up finding another little girl and in Indiana mm-hmm. that actually has the same type of dwarfism as Natalia. Which is rare. Which is super rare. Yeah. Like crazy rare. Like the yeah. odds of that happening have got to be so zero. Yeah. Like it's just wild. Yeah. And so um, her name is Charisse. Charisse? Charisse. Charisse? Yeah. She was saying it kind of quickly and I couldn't quite get it. I think it was Charisse though. So they arrange a play date with this other... Yeah, right. so they arrange for Natalia and the other girl to meet and have, like, a play date, because mm-hmm. how amazing would that be for them to grow up together? Because right. they're supposed to be the same age. Supposed to be the same age, mm-hmm. so they have the same conditions, so they can, like, bond over that and, you know, go through it together so that they're not alone. Right. Since it's such a rare form. And so they can tell pretty much right away, once they get them together, that Natalia and this other girl are most likely not the same age. Mm. That they're, the other girl looks quite a bit smaller yeah. than Natalia. Yeah, like her head and her body and everything is smaller it's than smaller. Natalia, definitely. Yeah. In the picture that they keep showing of them two sitting side by side... Mm-hmm. I feel like Natalia does look quite a bit older mm-hmm. than the other girl, but... I agree. In some of the videos and pictures they've shown of Natalia up to that point, mm-hmm. she doesn't look as old as she does in that picture. Yeah. Even her brother, Jacob, the mm-hmm. one with autism, made that comment, right? Like, yeah. when we got her, she was small. She was very small. Very small and had kind of bent hands. And he said that when she smiled, her cheekbones stuck out. 
mm-hmm. were more prominent. We're, very, huh? we're more prominent. Yeah. And so they showed like a picture of her smiling and her cheekbones are out and then not smiling and her cheekbones aren't as prominent. Yeah. And so, and they try to say that that picture is proof that she was started puffing out her cheeks to because she could tell everybody could tell that she didn't look as young as the girl. And I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That seems like a bit of a stretch to me personally, but I know that's what Michael said. He was like, "You could tell on her face that the chick was up." The you chick know? was up, yeah. Like, oh, like, oh, I better make myself look younger. And I'm, I'm sure like, with this child, that's what this child, because like, I don't know, she doesn't look like a full grown adult. She looks mm-mm. like I would, I would put her most like eight or nine. Yeah, eight. Or, I mean, I'm not familiar with her condition, but mm-hmm. as far as like her bone structure and everything and the fact that she was still growing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely eight or nine. She wasn't as young as this one. Right. And then so they they, they interview that same girl now and she's 14 years old mm-hmm. and they show a picture of her as she is at 14 Yeah. up next to that picture of Natalia at that time. Mm-hmm. and Where she was supposed to be six years old. Where she old. was supposed to be six. And in my opinion... Natalia looks younger than that girl is at 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can tell the, the bone structure in that other girl's face mm-hmm. is a lot larger now, mm-hmm. being 14 years old, than it was Natalia's face back when she was allegedly six. Right. So I don't think Natalia was quite 14 yet, but mm-hmm. she, like you said, maybe eight or nine. Yeah, somewhere, definitely. And even those other pictures they were showing, like when they were interrogating her on camera about different things when she was oh. around that time. Oh, I hated that. I know. Those <laughs> videos of her, she looks younger yeah. in those photos, in those I pictures know. than the 14-year-old She's girl. She's such a cute little girl. She is Chris- so cute. Christine Barnett would take vo- uh, videos like on her phone. And we'll get like, there. Okay. We'll get there. Okay. And so they said that because they started to get kind of suspicious of what they were seeing with her, mm-hmm. they started to ask her questions. And this is like really soon after getting her too, because Michael said that it was four months after they got her that they started seeing behavioral issues from her. Okay. And so this is like within that four months Okay. that they said that they started noticing that things weren't quite right. And so mm-hmm. they started asking her questions like, what was the Ukraine like? Where did you live before you came here? Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Do you speak any Ukrainian? Yeah. And Jacob says something, and I'm trying to be nice to Jacob because he was a child at this time too. Yeah, he was like 11. Yeah. 11 with severe, not severe autism, but uh, autism. But he makes a statement that feels so privileged and Ooh. ignorant Ooh. in this moment. Do tell. Where he says, Natalia didn't have any Ukrainian toys when she showed up. <laughs> and <laughs> coming from someone personally who, when I was a child, I moved around a lot. Yeah. And some of those times were very, like, someone just shows up one day and says, you don't live here anymore. Get your yeah. stuff. Yeah. And sometimes you don't even get that option. Yeah, it's like, it's kind of like your house is on fire, grab what you can and get out. And you can't tell me that Natalia, in the Ukraine, in the orphanage, was packing her own bag. Right. At at five years old or four years old or whenever she came to the States. It just, it kind of, it really just kind of like set the bar for how much this family 
was taking into consideration Mm -hmm. Natalia's experience. Well, in all fairness, he did have autism, so socially awkward. I get that. But, you know, and and different levels. I mean, that's why there's a spectrum. I get that. How far on the spectrum he was. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm trying to be nice about it. Yeah. But it just, it feels like compounded with, like, everything that happens to her. The way Michael talks mm-hmm. about her. The way Christine talks. And it's just like, it's it's just like one of those things that's like. You triggered people, you. Very triggered. Yeah. Very, very like, you have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Yeah. And that's why we're doing this is to, you know, kind of tell the story and give our mm-hmm. perspective because not everything is so cut and dry. Right. Everything's black and white. Right. Like, oh, you should have showed up from Ukraine with your Ukrainian toys. Okay. Right? You know? Yeah. And then, like, they talk about, like, oh, well, she doesn't want to talk about, you know, they sat her down and they're like, where did you live? Where did you come from? What mm-hmm. was it like? Mm-hmm. You know? And then she doesn't either doesn't want to say or she doesn't quite remember. Mm-hmm. Like, that is a trauma response. One of the questions, <laughs> you know, <laughs> one of the questions that Jacob asked Natalia, which I, I find is a very childlike answer from Natalia is, you know, how is it in Ukraine? What's the weather like? And she's like, oh, it's always summer there. Yeah. And he was like, that's that's weird. That's you know? weird. Well, and, and I think if you were to go up and talk with a five year old and just say, hey, what's the weather like in Montana? They'll just make something up because right. either they don't understand or yeah. they're trying to give you an answer that they've heard before. Like, or, oh, it snows all the time. Or, or they were there when they were two years old and mm-hmm. they moved out three years ago. And that summer looking out a window is literally their only memory that they haven't blocked out. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's fair. <laughs> you know? Oh, you're very triggered. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just it, like these people didn't even try to help yeah. her. Yeah, I know. That's why we're, that's why this one was so special to us to, to cover. Yeah. So they said that, um, she wouldn't tell them anything about her history. They found somebody who was from the Ukrainian. I think it's very important to emphasize that, that she wouldn't tell them anything about her history per, per the Barnett's. Right. They're asking this alleged six years old person Mm -hmm. to give her history what six-year-old is going to give their history right or it makes me wonder too if like they didn't like the answers they were getting Mm -hmm. because they were trying so hard to prove that she was lying to them yeah that i could see her being like well i lived here and i lived here and they'll be like nope give me more answers and she's Mm -hmm. like i don't have any more answers to give you yeah you know and they're like no tell us the truth and she's like, that is the truth. And they're like, no, tell us the truth. Because yeah. that was the thing they harp on is that she won't tell them the truth. Yeah. And so she probably was telling them the truth. She probably was. And yeah. they just didn't like it. Yep. <laughs> so. Yeah, they mentioned that later. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. And so they said that they found somebody from the Ukraine mm-hmm. that was involved in their um, organization, mm-hmm. their charity organization. And they thought it would be really great for her to come speak in Ukrainian to Natalia. Yeah, in her native tongue. In her native tongue. And they said that when that happened, Natalia just shut down. Yeah. And she didn't talk for four days. And it just, my heart breaks for her. And they were like, well, she didn't talk because the jig was up. The jig, yeah. (laughs) Because this was proof that she's some international spy or something. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. She's she's like, what? Not even two feet tall at this time? She's tiny. Teeny tiny. 40 pounds or something like that. Very obviously a child. Yeah. 
and they're like, oh, the jig is up. The jig is up. Uh, they don't say the jig is up, but it's something like that. Yeah, no, that's what he says. Mm. And he's like, she knew that we knew that we had found her out. And it's like, no, she was probably super triggered. Yeah. You know? It brought back bad memories or how did I get here? Why aren't I home? Mm -hmm. You know, whatever. I don't know. Who Who knows? knows? Who knows? But they don't know because they didn't bother to find out. She shut down, closed up for four days. That poor thing couldn't speak. Yeah. And so this is where Michael said that um, after four months, they started to see her dark side. Mm-hmm. Her dark passenger. Yeah, yeah. Her dark passenger. <laughs> She's only. a mini Dexter. Oh my gosh. So he said that she, for some reason, particularly picked particularly. For some reason, she particularly gravitated toward the youngest child, Ethan, who would have been about her same age. Six. Yep. Six. Yep. Yeah. Six. So kind of makes sense why she would yeah. lean toward the kid that would be closest to her in age. Probably um, closest to her in size, too. But he claimed that she was just dead set on irritating him. That she was just, like, trying, doing everything she could to make his life hell. Yeah. And she would, whenever they would go in public, he would, she would, like, take his toys and throw it in the street so that Ethan would get run over. Yeah, so he'd run after the, the toy car or whatever and then get run over. Yeah. Like, very sinister of her. Yeah, like, very you know. calculated, which seems weird. But and then right. it did say that <laughs> I thought this part was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Where he was, like, Christine was, like, recording her and she yeah. was, like. Yeah, because they record, like, everything. Oh, it, well, Every time they start interrogating her, they yeah, record her. They, well, that's what they showed was mm-hmm. the interrogation ones. They didn't record happy moments. No, no. Or they didn't show Well, they that. didn't show it in the documentary. Yeah. But she was like okay Natalia what did you keep doing to Ethan in the car and she's like I kept farting on him that's what kids do that's what kids do although you do that to the but in the car nope, sometimes no. <laughs> nope I'll be like oh what is that smell <laughs> so but then when you talk to Michael it suddenly turns into something Oh, it's elevated. Yeah, it's she is wiping feces all over that kid and all over the car. But in the recording, that's not what happened. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like if that's what was really happening and they made a recording of it Mm -hmm. and she's sitting there going, oh, I farted. She wouldn't be And they're like, "Okay, well, why was that bad? They wouldn't be like, oh, hell no. That's not what the hell you did in that car. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I. (laughs) <laughs> something's not adding up like they're they're uh something's not adding up like their yeah. recordings that are allegedly proving the things they're saying yeah so then he also makes a claim that natalia is trying to throw her out of the car while herself out of the car yeah while, while it's, it's moving, moving. <laughs> yeah and so they have a recording of that as well but it's funny because when they show the recording the car isn't moving the car is stopped. Right. And she's getting out like like anybody like, would. Like pretty good, actually. Yeah, I thought it was uh, like this cute little I this know. cute little kid just like popping out. And, and mind you with her, <laughs> I know, mind you with her legs and her feet, she's had a couple surgeries on her feet because mm-hmm. they are not normal and it's due to the dwarfism. So when she walks, her legs are kind of bent. I don't know. What would you say? Like at a 30 degree angle, maybe 20 degree angle at all times. So she can't straighten them. Mm -hmm. So they're always bent and, you know, she kind of 
I don't know. And so when she's getting out of the car, she does a damn good job getting out of that car. Yeah, you know, I just thought like, so too. Bloop, 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 yeah. Got out. But I didn't see it moving. I didn't hear them no. yelling. And I didn't hear them yelling at her. No. And, and who was taking the video of her on the sidewalk? I don't know. I think it was Christine. Oh, Christine or Michael. So if the car is allegedly moving and Natalia is jumping out of a moving car, Mm -hmm. how are they on the street, on the public street, recording this if they're supposed to be in the car moving? Yeah, it was just weird because it's like they have this... Like, didn't add up. Yeah, it didn't add up. It's like they had this recording of her doing actually a damn good job getting out of that car. (laughs) That's what I said. Yeah, and then it's like, yeah, it's just weird. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, That's what I'm saying. Like, know. all these little recordings that they have of her just don't quite match up to what they're saying. And then Michael's annoying animated vocals. Oh, my gosh. Don't help. Because this guy talks like he'll act it out. He'll be like, Natalia, what are you doing? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Natalia. Oh, my God. Go to your room. Okay. That, yeah. That's what he would do. <laughs> yeah. The guy is psycho. That is what he I'm was like, doing. like, what is going on? Is this for oh, real? It is like, yeah. Ugh, six episodes of this, people. Just brace yourself. Brace yourself. But the whole thing of it is it feels very, like, organized. It feels very planned out. It feels like he has, for everything claim that he's making, mm-hmm. they have a little rec- little recording of. Of course. Like, it's just, it feels very orchestrated. Of course. You know? Well, it's almost like, you know, when, when they were saying, like, what were you doing to Ethan? And she goes, I was farting. It's like, you stand here. We're going to record you. Mm-hmm. And you're going to report to us what you did wrong. Yeah. So we have it on recording. Mm-hmm. But, like, who does that? Yeah. To a child. To a child. Yeah, it's very upsetting. So they said at this point, um, Natalia, they found that Natalia was hiding knives under her bed. Yeah. Dark passenger. Yeah. And so they get super freaked out about this because they think, and they say that she says she's going to kill them all in their sleep and all this kind of stuff. And Not all of them. She said Christine... And the boys. And the two boys, Ethan. Oh, no, three boys. Yeah, the three boys. She said three boys. Not Michael for some reason. Yeah, not Michael. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Like, even later when she writes it down, she doesn't say Michael. Yeah. So something's going on there. Yeah. She says she wants to kill them in their sleep. Yeah. And so, but that, again, is allegedly according to what Michael says. Mm -hmm. And I can think of reasons why a child would be keeping a knife under her bed Mm -hmm. at night. A child that's been handed around from family to family, from country to country. In a new environment with a new group of people Mm -hmm. who do not appear to be accepting her. Yeah, and psychologically abusing her. Yeah, and uh, what do they call that? Statistically? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean... Statistics. Statistically? I can't say that. (laughs) I mean, a lot of abuse happens at night. Yeah, so that's true. the fact that this little girl is feeling like she needs to bring knives with her to bed, mm-hmm. I would be a little more concerned about her than I would be anyone else's safety at that moment. I mean, I don't know. We're not insinuating anything, but like mm-hmm. you said, statistic. Oh, God, I can't say it. <laughs> Statistically, mm-hmm. uh, speaking with, you know, other true crimes that we've yeah watched many many hours and listened to yeah um yeah a lot of abuse happens at night when it when the right. parents are in bed or or when everybody's in bed yeah they creep into that bedroom and and i feel like it just goes more to see that like they maybe weren't trying to bother 
to find out what Natalia's needs were. Oh, absolutely not. Because it's like they just in everything that happens with her. The only thing that he says is how it affected them. Mm hmm. You know, this is how it affected my boys. And we decided... This is how it affected my family. And we decided to still keep her because she needs love. Right, yeah, because she's getting so much there. Yeah. But, right. yeah, it's it, it just feels like they didn't... Even there, like, why... They didn't stop to think why she could be doing this. They just saw her as a threat. Yeah. Well, like, oh, Natalia's hoarding knives. Well, why? Mm-hmm. Why, out of all things, out of all the objects in your McMansion, <laughs> yeah. would you, why would she choose to hoard the knives under her bed where no one can see? Uh, so he said he reached back out to the adoption agency and they were no help. And uh, also makes you wonder how true that we weren't going to give her back statement is. If he's saying that he yeah. kept reaching back out to that adoption agency. What was he? He was reaching out to find out who the the adoptive parents were before them? I think so. I think he was, like, trying to find out what her history was. Mm, okay. And, well, according to him. Yeah, according to him. Yeah. And according to him, he said that the adoption place said it was a closed adoption. Closed so adoption. absolutely no information could be given on Natalia and her previous experiences with adoption. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And I think with the closed adoptions, like, a lot of times it isn't until the actual adopted child is old enough to be an adult that they can choose to go back and see. Oh. Yeah. But, like... Like when they turn 18? Yeah. Or younger? Yeah. Or... 18. Yeah, like when they're an adult. I think so. Okay. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that. But, like, the family that adopted her couldn't... I don't think. Oh, yeah. and the family that gave her up couldn't get any information about the new family. Okay, and I the think, new family couldn't get information from the yeah, old family. I'm pretty sure that's what happens in closed adoptions. Okay. So, this is when Michael said that um, when he didn't get any help from the adoption agency, he started to go therapist shopping. Therapist shopping? Therapist shopping. Or what did they call that? Doctor hopping? doctor hopping yeah oh when, you know it's like really common with people like bar hopping mm, kind of yeah except you go to different doctors exactly to, until you get the result you want exactly ah, yeah like bar hopping like oh this bar blows let's go to the next <laughs> one yeah, a little bit yeah <laughs> yep kind of like that oh this bar has better drinks let's go there yeah so it's like really common in like munchausen's and stuff like they will keep going to doctors like if they get a no <laughs> munch 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 what munchausen munchausen oh yeah. like gypsy rose yeah like Gypsy Rose, Munchausen. Munchausen. Proxy. Yeah, yeah, they will, they will jump doctors mm-hmm. until they get the result they want. Ooh. And so Michael says it wasn't till the third or fourth therapist. Yeah, I caught that. Yep, mm-hmm. that he said that it wasn't until the third or fourth der- therapist that they started to listen to him. Yeah, and said that Natalia is a sociopath. Oh, a sociopath. Yeah. Well, the re okay. So the reason why they are saying this is because Michael reported that Natalia allegedly would stand at the foot of their bed Mm -hmm. with holding a knife, Mm -hmm. but didn't do anything. Didn't do anything. But did say, you know, I'm here to kill you or something. Yeah. Allegedly, per Michael. I did want to say too that we get. An interview with a neighbor that was a neighbor of theirs at the time that said that 
Christine and the boys did come over and tell her, <clears throat> the neighbor, mm-hmm. that Natalia was hiding be- knives under her bed. And that she was pulling it on them. Yeah. At night. And so that neighbor was someone that had a daughter about Natalia's age mm-hmm. that Natalia used to play with. Yeah. And so after that, That's right. Natalia wasn't allowed to play with that little girl anymore. <laughs> yeah. She's like, we don't want anything to do with that family ever again. You're going to have to find new friends. Yeah. And it just feels like a very abuser behavior to isolate the person that they're abusing. Yeah. Because um, it was the boys and Christine that said this. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Natalia. It mm-hmm. wasn't. Uh, there wasn't any proof. Like, they didn't have a video of it. No, they which, didn't have a video of that or, one. Or if they did, they didn't show it. Which you would think that... that yeah, they would show that. Like, right? They, they would hurry and get with their phone and be like, oh my God, start recording. Or if you it know? happened once, you hear a creak in the hall, you'd pull out that camera. Yeah, or lock know. your door or something. Like, yeah. Like in that movie, Case 39. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But, yeah. So they get the diagnosis from the therapist that Natalia is a sociopath. The third or fourth therapist. The third or fourth therapist. They did not report what the first two therapists said. That's true. Or if it really was three or four, if it wasn't like five, six, nine, ten. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? And so the therapist tells Michael, allegedly, that there is nothing you can do to help her. Don't even bother trying. She just is who she is. That this is, she's just going to be a danger to society for all the rest of her life. So you need to go home and lock her up. Yeah, which no reputable therapist yeah, it, I, would say that. They would say commit her. I'm saying that didn't happen. Yeah. There's no way that happened. There's no way. If the therapist found that Natalia was a threat to herself or others, mm-hmm. there is zero chance that they would have been like, okay, take her home and lock her in her room. Don't they have like an obligation? Like when you... When you go into a hospital, like an ER or something, and if you're a threat to yourself or to other people, they call, like, the police or yeah. they put you on, you know, floor five, which is always the the psych ward. They don't just say, go back out in public and do your thing. Yeah. I mean, usually, I don't know. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure that's a rule. That's, like, pretty hard and fast Like rule. a doctor or a therapist is supposed to report that, right? Because you, oh, yeah. Because you always yeah. hear them say, like, oh, well, they were deemed not a threat to themselves or others, so we let them go. Yeah. But you if know? they are, then they're like, no, this person needs to be transferred to a facility that can handle this and, t- and have further evaluation. Right. Which is... Not what they said. It's not. They, they said, take her home and lock her up. Yep. They said, you need to bring her her meals, escort her to the bathroom. Don't <laughs> yeah. allow her free roam. Literally, she like a prisoner. Yeah. Literally like a prisoner. Yeah. Just put a ball and chain on her foot so she can't run. Except prisoners get like outside time and he didn't say to allow and her food. any out time. Yeah. Yeah. So this is where we get Michael makes a claim that Natalia tried to poison Christine Mm-hmm. He said that she was uncharacteristically happy one day, which is which is heartbreaking. Didn't he say it was the next morning? Uh, did he? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I know it was like shortly after that because I thought that was weird that oh. they said Nic- Natalia was in a, you know, perky mood. Like, oh, let me help you with Christine with the dishes. And mm. Christine's like, oh, OK. And I'm like, really? Like, yeah. Right after she pulled the knife on you and you had her found as a sociopath you're okay with her doing the dishes with you yeah that's maybe weird. not i don't know 
Yeah, I didn't catch that. Mm. So then Natalia was uncharacteristically happy, Mm -hmm. which is heartbreaking. Just that statement alone. Yeah, uncharacteristically happy. Like She should be a happy little girl all the time. Yeah. yeah. And if she's not, you're the parent. It's her responsibility to try and help her. But um, she offers to help Christine do the dishes. Mm -hmm. And um, suddenly Michael hears Christine yelling. And he comes running down from upstairs into Mm -hmm. the room. And he says, Christine is yelling that Natalia tried to put... Pledge was it pledge? Yeah, pledge or pine saw or pine some, something. Floor cleaner. Floor cleaner. Yeah. In her coffee. In her coffee cup. And, yeah. And and that when he asked her, Natalia just flat out said, "Yeah, I'm trying to kill you." Yeah. And it's like, okay. Like, we don't have video of that. Again. Yeah, there's no video of that. There's no video of that. She wasn't in the room to witness it. Like, they didn't go, Natalia, what did you do? Did you try to poison me? Yes, I did. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No yeah, video. Because yeah. no. <laughs> that's how the videos are. That's how all the videos are. Yeah, poor little Natalia being sad as hell and them, like, like, scolding her. Yeah, and basically, you can tell that she's being fed what to say. Yeah. You know, like, what did you do? Yeah, and, and there's like, no recording of that. No that's recording a good point. Of, yep, so no recording of Knives at the Bed. Yeah. No, no rec- recording of the poisoning even the aftermath like showing the cup of coffee and mm-hmm. the and the bottle of pine saw nearby or something something yeah give me something yeah that's right mm-hmm. yeah i thought the whole thing seemed weird yeah but Ooh. 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 anyway i like how all your things say so now so, <laughs> i know so i know i started to notice and i'm so 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 Okay. So. <laughs> so. I know. So. So. I'm so looking, then. I'm looking at her notes and every paragraph starts with so. <laughs> so. So they decide. So they are going. I know. Hey, I didn't claim to be any kind of famous genius writer here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we're moving on. Yeah. So. So. <laughs> okay. We should do a so count. So. So. No, so. So now at this point, they've already gotten the diagnosis from the, you know, 50 million therapists they've been to, apparently. And that says she's a sociopath. She needs to be locked up in the basement and never allowed to see the light of day, according to Michael. And um, they decide that this would be the perfect time (laughs) to go to a farm to milk a cow. Yeah, because this was Jacob's... No, uh, Ethan. Ethan. Oh, the one that gets pooed smeared in his face. No, yeah. Was that the one that gets poo smeared in yeah, his face? Yeah, I think that's Ethan. Mm, yeah. So, um... His, it's like his birthday, right? His birthday wish is to, like, milk a cow or something on a farm. Right. Because Michael says that they never get to go anywhere as a family anymore, even though some of those videos are clearly from them out at, like, restaurants and stuff. But anyway. Yeah. Um, we won't go there. We've yeah. gone there enough. Right. So, they go... So they go to the Trader po- Trader's Point Creamery to milk a cow. Mm-hmm. Which I guess you can do, like, if you pay a fee or something. Yeah. You can just go milk a cow. Which sounds fun. That poor cow. I know. You know having strangers pulling on your udders that's every day. That's true. I don't know. Okay, I don't know if it's, like, the actual cow milking that sounds fun. It does sound fun to be, like... I think it sounds fun to be on a farm. Yeah. Yeah. Be on a farm. Be one with nature. Yeah. Have it all organic. Right. But to have these little privileged kids. Yeah. You know, they're probably just going to yank on one teat. Screaming and kicking. And probably hurt the cow in some way because they don't care. 
maybe not i don't know yeah no i think you make a very good point it I just mean, you do worry about that cow yeah having to deal with all these city kids coming in all the time pulling on their teats yeah i think that's a very good point i don't even like people pulling on my teats can you imagine a cow? <laughs> you know, that's a good point yeah um but they decide to go on a hike and when they first get there, they um, the creamery has them all sign a waiver yeah. that that, yeah. that there's an electric fence around the cows <clears throat> around the farm. Yeah, that they like have to sign the, a waiver. The cows are. Yeah, that they're not, yeah, it's wherever the cows are that they're not going to touch the fence. So I find this. Oh, look, I just said so. <laughs> I find this weird because two of these um, people and their family, Natalia and. Was it Ethan? Mm-hmm. Are six years old. How can they sign a waiver? Well, I think it was, it was the whole family. Okay. So Natalia, Ethan, Jacob. Michael said and she Wesley. signed the waiver. Yeah. Yeah. Like indicating that Natalia signed a waiver. Yeah. So all of them signed the waiver, like all four kids, well, because you, because a minor can't enter a legally binding contract. I think so, because when they interview Natalia later, mm-hmm. she says, yeah, I signed some contract thing. I signed some contract thing at the creamery. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's just weird, right? Like, how can you comprehend a contract? I don't know. I don't think that's right. I think he just, like you said, maybe he signed it for the family or the guardians signed it for all the children. Yeah. It seems a little sus. This whole thing is sus. I know. <laughs> I mean, but yeah. 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 It. Minors can't enter legally binding contracts, which I'm pretty sure is what a waiver is a legally binding contract. Mm -hmm. So you're waiving it. The idea that he says Natalia was so excited to have this new weapon of opportunity at hand. He said, you know, her her eyes lit up once they mentioned the electric fence. That could hurt somebody. He goes, what? Like that. Like he acted it out. Acted it out. Oh, I had to like, oh, (laughs) I like threw up a little in my mouth because he's so, he just, oh, oh, Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> anyway. So they're going on a hike. Take a hike. Yeah. <laughs> so the whole family's going on a hike. And they say, he says that everything was fine. And they got about a quarter of a mile out mm-hmm. from the building mm-hmm. before Natalia said she needed to stop and rest. He says it's because that's where there was an opening to the fence. I did a little bit of math. Ooh. Ooh, math. Yeah, because I thought, God, quarter of a mile, right? Yeah. Quarter of a mile is 440 yards. A football field, including the two end zones, Mm -hmm. is 120. Oh, so it's like four football fields. So this kid who is like two feet tall has difficulty. Two feet and some change. Yeah, has a has a physical condition that makes it very difficult for her to walk long distances mm-hmm. without having extreme pain. Right. Has now been forced or agreed Alleg- to go on a yeah. family outing. Allegedly, yeah. Where she had to walk. Three and a half football fields length. That's far. Before I that's what I thought. Can you okay, so before she asked to rest. So she's like a toddler size. Yeah. I think later Whether or not her, she's an adult, whatever. Yeah. She's toddler size. Yeah, it said she was like two and a half feet tall. Yeah. Later I think, on. Later on I think so it's like two feet eleven inches. Yeah, shorter. Which means can you imagine a toddler with their little short legs mm-hmm. walking three and a half? And she had special size. shoes. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what happened. She said that she had to stop because her feet were hurting so bad that they were bleeding. bleeding. And I thought of you 
uh, with this because I remember when you said that you were younger and you mm-hmm. were being moved around mm-hmm. that you often would have shoes that didn't fit you. Yeah. So you would have smaller sizes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everything was always too small because, you know, eventually people didn't want to invest enough in you to buy mm-hmm. you new things. And I think that's what happened with Natalia because she said at the beginning, Natalia said this later, mm-hmm. that she did not have good shoes to start out with. Yeah. To be walking that kind of a distance. And so the fact that her feet were literally bleeding mm-hmm. says a lot and about I think what she endured. Right. And I think there were several witnesses that kind of bring that up in the interview, in the documentary as well, mm-hmm. that they took note of like, that kid needs new shoes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it does come up. Yeah, it does. So... Because she has such a special condition, and mm -hmm. walking is so difficult for her. Mm -hmm. So the fact that, yeah, I mean, she should have, you know, the best shoes possible. And once again... Uh-oh. The fact that this guy is like, oh, we only went about a quarter of a mile until she wanted to stop. She's suffering. Yeah, he's like six foot. She's like six foot. I yeah, mean, his of course they can walk. Able-bodied family mm-hmm. never for a second stopped to think about what she's going through. No, apparently. They, didn't, they didn't care. They just wanted to milk the cow for that boy's birthday wish. Yeah. And it just like it infuriates <clears throat> me. So, yeah, as he casually says, a quarter of a mile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three and a half football fields lengths while she's walking with a condition that makes it very painful to walk long distances. But listeners, this isn't the worst part of it. So no, I mean, it's pretty bad, but it's not the worst part. This is, yeah. <laughs> this is. You would think that's the worst part, but it's right? not. It gets worse. It's not the worst part of the Creamery <laughs> episode, or what do they call it? Episaga? Saga? The, the Creamery the, Saga? The Creamery Saga. The incident. Yeah, the incident. So, Natalia asked to stop, and right. so they all stop, but Christine turns to uh, Michael mm-hmm. and says, no, you continue on with the boys. We're not going to let Natalia ruin e- Ethan's birthday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, poor Natalia had to stop for bleeding feet. How dare she ruin Ethan's yeah. birthday? They're not going to let her milking suffering. Milking a cow. Yeah, ruin. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Oh, my gosh. So... So it's important that we kind of get these straight a little bit because the story changes a couple times. Okay. Here. So. So. Sup. (laughs) Sup. 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 (laughs) Michael tells us that he and the boys continue on up the trail. You even have so in capital letters. I know. It just did did that on its own. I didn't do it. (laughs) Oh, my God. This is awesome. No, it's not. Okay, go. (laughs) Michael and the boys continue up the trail. Um, He says that they got about 40 or 50 yards. Mm -hmm. So, you know, about half of a ball field. Okay. (laughs) And he could hear Christine screaming. So he (laughs) turned. It's okay. He turned and looked. And he didn't say he had to walk back or anything. Just that he turned and looked. And he saw Christine and Natalia in a physical altercation yeah. at that time. And he said it looked like Natalia was trying to pull Christine into the fence. Into, yeah, into the electric fence to, like, electrocute her. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which and, was, no. And he makes a point that, like, yeah, Natalia's little, but his wife has lupus, so she's actually weaker than Natalia for some yeah. reason. Yeah. Always an excuse. Yeah. He says she's got Schwarzenegger guns, which... 
she, Natalia Natalia does. yeah so then they sh- they show us like a little picture of mm-hmm. Natalia doing a headstand mm-hmm. where she's on her head and balancing herself with her arms mm-hmm. and you can tell her arms are these teeny little kid arms they're <laughs> just these tiny little things yeah so I you- mean that makes sense though because you know children that age that young they're so flexible yeah they can do anything right. so I mean even if she could did, do the headstand did not have her dwarfism condition a regular toddler could do a handstand right and have the same circumference of arm yeah that natalia does that's true and how strong is a toddler well yeah um, not stronger than his wife i'm not sure not stronger not strong than enough wife. to pull his wife into an electric fence yeah because she was taller than him i think right yeah, taller she, than michael yeah yeah, and she I think looked so. solid. She wasn't this meek little mm-hmm. twig. Yeah, that's she a good looked, point. She looked healthy. Yeah. I'm not saying she was fat or anything, but she wasn't skinny and she wasn't fat. She was, she looked healthy. Right. So I didn't think that there was yeah, anything. Yeah, she didn't look like those kind of people that you can just like push over. Yeah. Yeah. No. So to me, it didn't look like that she had any kind of a condition. Right. But, you know, all I saw was pictures. So That's true. Yeah. I digreg. <laughs> So he says he starts to come back, but Christine points at him and says, no, you go ahead with the boys. And so he dies. And then he, she'll, she'll do No, no, no. He said that she yelled at him. Yeah, that's true. She yelled at him. She goes, no, you take the boys and go. So not only is he close enough to see her, according to his account, he's close enough to talk to her. And hear her. And yeah. hear her. Mm-hmm. Yelling or not, he's close enough to Right, hear. right. So. There's so many flaws in his testimonial bullshit. Right. And so they, he said that they continue on up the, the trail for a little ways. They said that they begin to hear sirens. So they all race and hurry back um, off the trail, through the trail back to where Christine and Natalia is. Mm-hmm. And Jacob says that when they got back, Natalia was in, already in the ambulance. And Michael says that Christine was very, very angry and upset. Yeah. And that Natalia had been trying to pull Christine into the fence. So the police and paramedics show up and Christine and uh, and Michael are wanting charges to be brought up on Natalia. Um, yeah, they, like a, a attempted murder or something, huh? Yeah. And um, it doesn't happen. The police, the ambient, like nobody, nobody presses any charges or, or mm-hmm. allows it to happen. And but they do take Natalia to the hospital, mm-hmm. and they don't say exactly why they take her to the hospital. Yeah, they didn't say. Huh? But I do wonder if it's because her she, bleeding feet probably. She was bleeding. Yeah. yeah, she was lying on the ground bleeding. Yeah. So that could be why. But they don't say. So the ambulance took Natalia to a hospital. Mm-hmm. Was it just like a regular hospital? I think at first, yeah. And then the next scene is Michael saying that him and Christine. So Michael says, once they get to the hospital, he makes a comment that I found very interesting. Okay. Where he said that it was him and Christine have decided mm-hmm. that Natalia will not be coming home. Mm-hmm. And that she will be staying there long term until she's better. In LaRue Carter, which is a mental health hospital facility yeah. so okay so we don't know what hospital they took her to in the ambulance but we 
do know that this is where she ended up. This is where she, okay. Which I thought that was interesting that it wasn't that the doctor said she needed to stay there. It wasn't Natalia said she wanted to be there. Well, according to Michael. Yeah. According to Michael, he said it was Christine and Michael that determined she would be staying there. Yeah. For a long, long term. Indefinitely. Yeah. According to him. Until she was better. Okay. So basically they girl interrupted her. The girl interrupted her. Yeah. Ooh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. So, at the hospital, Michael says that she was under 24-7 observation by 90 nurses, doctors, and orderly staff. I looked up the employee, like, not records, but, like, mm-hmm. the numbers for LaRue, uh-huh. and there were 350 workers. Whoa. Yeah. Wait, did it have different levels? Like, maybe there was 90 staff on level one? I don't know. I don't know. But it said there were 350 workers, but there were also several several hundred patients. Oh. It was like, I remember it was almost like worker per patient, practically. Yeah, because it was a big hospital. Like, when they they showed it in the documentary, it was pretty legit. Yeah, it was like four or five hundred patients. Wow. So 350 workers, like 500 patients, and he's claiming that 90 of them, mm-hmm. of those 350, were assigned to Natalia. Were assigned to Natalia. Which is so... Absurd. It's just... Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <sighs> so... I don't even know. Yeah. Like, this, uh, this documentary just makes me... I know. Like, uh So cringe. This guy. So he says that while she was there, she allegedly admitted to all the doctors and the nurses and wrote it in a journal that she planned to kill the entire family. This poor girl. I know. I mean, she's like two and a half feet tall. No, but that's a good point. They have so much evidence that they've like collected. Yeah. Where's that letter? Where's the journal that she allegedly wrote? Yeah. They didn't show that, did they? No, they didn't show that she claimed okay so my thing is is this hospital for children it there are children there yeah there like, there's like a children age? wing yeah okay they, i think it said there's 50 children okay housed there but it is for everyone men women children okay so so obviously they're segregated right i mean i'm hoping yes so like a children wing or a children floor and a but be, yeah. yeah, so they okay. had, yeah, a children, they had a children's wing and an adult wing. Okay. So, and they didn't say, differentiate whether there was like a, a men or a women's right. I don't think there was. Yeah, I no, think they I didn't think say that. men and women were co-ed. Which is weird. It is super weird. I mean, Super okay. weird. Yeah. As far as I could tell. Okay. From what they were saying. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, the allegations come out later. Right. About Natalia, but. So. Um, Michael does this thing right at this point that kind of breaks my heart because he Uh-oh. holds up this picture that looks like a coloring book mm-hmm. page of a house and it's just the roof that's colored, mm-hmm. which I, I don't know, psychology, I feel like that's saying something to me. <laughs> just the and, there roof. W- and there was color in this because I do know from like psychology classes in college and early education classes that I've taken that you you watch for color mm. differences when they're drawing. Oh, really? Yeah, and I think we've seen this in even in our psychological thrillers that we like to watch, mm-hmm. where if the child 
draws with color, mm-hmm. like yellow and green and right. blue and reds, um, they're doing okay, you know. Mentally. It's like a sign of, okay, you're on the right track. Oh, okay. But if they're drawing and coloring in really dark colors, like browns, blacks, and grays, mm. and there's no bright colors, then that shows like... Um, they're like, struggling. They're struggling. Yeah, like possibly oh, wow. depression or some something's going on with their with their mental health. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. And so when they showed this drawing, yeah, the roof was like red and yellow and purple. Yeah, and so yeah. It, it looked okay. Yeah, it looked like she, you know, wasn't in a dark place, which I don't know how she wasn't, but right. I don't know. I'm just saying that that was like a, a, a symbol. Yeah. Of, okay, there's some colors it's there. It's a good thing to take notice of. But what? Yeah, but what did she? <laughs> what did yeah. what did the poor girl write so on this? So she wrote bye, and he he wants to make sure we know that means goodbye, because what the hell else could it mean? Yeah. But it means it says bye Wesley, bye Ethan, bye Jake. And by Christine. Mm -hmm. And he claims that that's like her writing that she plans to kill them all somehow. All but Michael. All but Michael. Yeah. Yeah, why didn't she say goodbye to Michael? (laughs) Which makes me think his role in this. You know, like he claims that that it, it's so, mm. and I'm wondering if he was like, like yeah. if him and Christine were good cop, bad cop, mm. a little bit. So like he would have been the good cop. Yeah, because why didn't mm. why didn't she write bye to Michael? Yeah. Or I know it's weird, right? You know, yeah, stuff like you know, like I'm I'm trying to pull like trying to poison Christine and I'm trying to kill her. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You don't see hear any. I mean, other than the when he said he woke up in the middle of the night and she was standing in the hallway and he's mm -hmm. like, what are you doing? And even then, I think she said, I'm here to kill Christine. Yeah. So there's something like I'm waiting for you to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's something there. There's something there with like the the mother and the boys. Mm -hmm. Maybe because Michael was working. Yeah. Maybe maybe he he was homeless. Yeah. Homeless. Homeless. (laughs) Not homeless. Not homeless. He was lonely not as often. Yeah. I'm like, what? (laughs) Well, he did go broke there for a while, but... Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I just thought it was really sad because, like, again, coming from somebody who, you know, moved house a lot, Mm -hmm. I could very... Like, I took it as... She's she she's saw it as home. like oh that's done that's gone yeah. bye. That's what I took it as too. Like I'm not coming back home. Yeah, like that, I'm getting uh, moving again, moved around again. Because I'm in you know the... I made sure to grab all my Ukrainian toys before mm-hmm. I got shipped off to this mental health. Oh you God. know, right? <laughs> and and if when they were dropping her off or admitting her, mm-hmm. I'm sure Christine was like. See ya. Yeah, deuces. Yeah, we're not coming back for you, so you better, like, figure your shit out. Yeah. Which I could see them doing. Mm, I could totally. So, yeah, it would make sense that she would write this poor, you know, bye. bye. Yeah, letting Even. it go. But we don't know. We, we don't, don't know. know that this is just a Hopefully our... Natalia speaks, we'll, we'll learn more about yeah. how Natalia, Natalia was feeling and thinking during this time. But this time. is just our interpretation. That is entirely how I took it. Yeah. Like, like, the roof, you know, her safety, her security is gone. You know, the home, the house is gone. Yeah. The family's gone. She's in another institution. <laughs> you know, she's in another institution. For all she knows, it could be another orphanage yeah. because she's there with other children. And they said that while she was there, you know, that they had to give her an injection and she was like kicking and fighting with the staff. Mm-hmm. It was weird because he goes, the worker said, we we had to give her an injection, obviously, on her backside. And I'm like, what does that mean? Obviously. Yeah, what do you mean obviously? And he said, that's how we noticed that she had pubic hair. Okay. If I were to moon you, mm-hmm. 
I don't know that you would yeah. see if I have pubic hair or not. You would see if I had butt hair, yeah. but <laughs> I don't know about pubic hair. Yeah. And so the way he said it was like, we gave it to her on her backside. Obviously. And, and yeah. And, we, and she was like kicking and fighting. Like that wasn't any behavior that she had beforehand. Yeah. Because if she was a kicker and a fighter and a biter, like... Michael would have sure as hell videoed mm-hmm. it. So she like, wouldn't be farting. She'd be, you know, hitting, fighting. kicking. Yeah. yeah, there would be video of it. Yeah. And, and there isn't. So it didn't happen. So this is new behavior that started while she's in the facility. Yeah. What are they doing that's causing her to kick and fight and scream? You know, the girl interrupted her. The girl interrupted her. So I mean, come on. I'd be kicking and fighting and screaming. I don't know. Yeah, the whole thing is just like it's it very unsettling and these workers called in like to the documentary people as anonymous so these are workers from the larue yes so we got we got some on text screen um on screen text Mm -hmm. that said the workers of the larue carter Mm -hmm. did not want they wanted to remain anonymous because they were worried about their employment yeah so which makes sense which makes i get that so we do get people calling in saying that some really disturbing stuff Mm -hmm. about Natalia's time in the hospital. Mm -hmm. They said that they, they said that they believed that she was an adult because of the way she talked Mm -hmm. and the way she started dressing after she Mm -hmm. moved in there. The pubic hair. The pubic hair. And she had boobs, I guess? Yeah. Or breasts? She had some breasts. Yeah. And so, and then she started getting a lot of attention. Oh, because of that, they moved her to the adult wing. Yeah. So because of the the body images that Mm -hmm. they were noticing on her, the developed breasts, Mm -hmm. the developed, you know, hair, Mm -hmm. um, they decided to move her to the adult wing, which this is where you were saying is is co-ed. They didn't, I, they didn't say if it wasn't or was. But they said that once she started getting attention from the male patients, yeah. she started dressing more adult, mm-hmm. talking more adult, yeah, and becoming hypersexual. Yeah, and, and was getting a lot of attention from the men, and they were saying that she told them, oh, yeah, you can be my boyfriend. Yeah, she and was talking like about that. finding a boyfriend, mm-hmm. and it is so infuriating they also said that she was very sneaky and manipulative which okay i i'll give her that because when you are i mean you can attest to this Mm -hmm. when you are being shipped around Mm -hmm. constantly especially at a young age what are your survival tactics to be sweet to be nice Mm -hmm. you know i mean some people will rage but if you don't if you're not one of those that you know, fight and rage out, you're going to go the opposite way. You're going to develop what, just like how you were saying the other day, cats, when they cry, Mm -hmm. sound like babies. Sound like babies. Yeah. So so that they can get, what, attention? Nurtured. Nurtured, yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking that's what Natalia was doing. She was trying to find safety. Mm -hmm. I I survive. I would would find the biggest guy there if I was two feet tall. Or be, like, nice. And try to befriend them and be like, can you... Can you protect me? Because there's a a ton of people in this place, and I have no idea what's going on. And they're being nice to her. And they're being nice to her, yeah. they're probably the only people in there being nice to her. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, because everyone else thinks she's shady and manipulative and lying and fighting and not wanting her pants pulled down for some reason. God, I can't imagine. I think sometimes Mm -hmm. you, you need to be 
somewhat manipulative to survive to survive that's what i'm saying and also there comes an element of like you know like you don't you're not shady and you're not manipulative because you care Mm -hmm. and you don't want to do that to people right but when you're in situations like this where everyone in your life has proven that they don't care about you right why the hell shouldn't you right why would you care like be manipulative you know be shady because they don't care about you and that's all she has yeah you gotta do what it takes to that's make all she it. has it's not like she can go out and get a job she's not a regular size adult mm-hmm. she doesn't probably even know how old she is everybody's questioning and her that's age. the other thing too is like this has been what a couple years now since mm-hmm. they've adopted her and we'll say you know what if she was nine yeah she'd be like 11 now yeah so it know? would make sense you know, to have developments. Mm-hmm. And like I said, with her condition, and it could be advanced. Teenage behavior. Teenage behavior, yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. She's going to be 11, you know? I mean, that's still a child that's and, still young, but... And some attention is attention, right? Like, right. no, no, what was I trying to say? Negative attention is still attention. Still attention. So if she's getting negative attention from these guys, mm-hmm. still attention. Mm-hmm. Someone's paying attention to her. Someone is giving the illusion that they care about right. her. Or like you said, even being friendly. Yeah. Like maybe not all of them want to take advantage of her. Maybe mm-hmm. there are some of them that are like, hey, how you doing? How's it going? I know it's a mental health facility, right. but, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's... It's it's very unsettling. It's very unsettling. And the way I, he talks about it in, in the workers, it's just like... Oh. I know we're being biased, but... But they took there this are little girl, adult yeah. or not, mm-hmm. they took this small person, because they call later, they call Michael, and he says that the men in there are not good with children, and they're especially not good with girls. And so they, knowing this, mm-hmm. they chose... To take two foot tall Natalia, right, who looks like a child mm-hmm. and acts like a child, and acts like a child, and throw her in there with them with an adult wing, with her mental health issues mm-hmm. and their mental health issues, mm-hmm. and just let them all live together. Yep, that was their choice. Yep, and then Which now should have never happened. That things are going bad. Right, it's all her fault. Right, all her fault. And then he says the facility called him. And says, you need to take her home because we can't control the men. She's causing issues for these men. Yeah. So now that she's being most likely sexually abused by the men in the facility, they've decided we that. Think, yeah. Yeah. I said, well, most likely. Yeah. most. I mean, according to the, to the workers at call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, at the place that. So since they were either unwilling or unable to help her get the need, the help that she needed, Mm -hmm. they call Michael and they say, you need to take her. She's causing issues. Yeah. And I don't know. Do you think that's true? Yes. Oh, you really? Mm -hmm. They can just refuse care like that? Yeah. They can just call you up and be like. If she's an adult. Yeah. But she isn't legally an adult. Not legally, but they think she is. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Well, what good are they? Well, you know, it's America. It all comes down to money. Yeah. It's probably privatized. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure. I wouldn't sure, be surprised. I'm sure. Uh, well, and everything's like. Well, they have money. Allegedly. You think they'd want to. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've read some things that say otherwise. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Everything comes down to paperwork. If she's becoming too much of an issue. That's true. That they don't want to yeah. deal with. All they need is one doctor to sign up. But, yep. Safe to go home. Send her off back with the Barnett's. That's true. Yep. You know? Yeah. On paper, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. That's all they need. Mm Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah. So she was there for a month. Ooh, what a long month. A long month. That's horrible. A long, life-changing month, I'm sure. Okay. Oh. This is where Beth Karras comes in. And she is my new favorite person, my new best friend. <laughs> Beth Karras. She needs to call me every day on lunch so we can talk. Oh, my. <laughs> Who's, who is Beth Karras? Beth Karras is, she's an attorney and a, what is it? Former prosecutor, it says there. She is an attorney and a former New York prosecutor. Ooh, New yes. York. Smart, smart lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think she's been on other, like, true crime stuff, because I, I remember her face. That's I'm not good with said. names, yeah. Yeah. But I've seen her, like, on other true crimes, like, giving her opinion or... Weighing in. Cases that she's worked on. Yeah, weighing in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you said you've seen her before. Yeah, and I like her. So I, I mean, wonder if she's, like, working on the case or if she's just doing that for the documentary weighing in. Because she said that she... She smelled bullshit right away mm-hmm. with it. She's looking at the paperwork and she's like... Smart woman. This, oh, she is great. Right. She said that this stuff just does not add up. There is something shady, mm-hmm. shady, shady going on here. And I bet the show, like... Do um, you think they called her up? Yeah. And, and her was in. like, hey, since you're They're you like, know, popular. Excuse me, Miss Beth Karras. <laughs> if you could possibly find the time. Because <laughs> you are so amazing. <laughs> Beth Karras, if you're out there and you happen to listen to this podcast, which would be so freaking awesome. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Uh, we'd like to do a podcast episode with you <laughs> on one of your most challenging cases. or We'll, we'll or talk to you about anything. Any, yeah, basically Just DM anything. us. DM us. <laughs> this time on true crime. This time on true crime. Mm-hmm. On everything. Okay. So. Back to business. Beth Karras. Beth Karras. <clears throat> she points out right away that if the Barnetts are so afraid of Natalia, mm-hmm. that Natalia is threatening to kill everybody. Mm-hmm. And holding knives and poisoning and stuff. At one point when she was in the hospital, Michael says that she claimed... She was going to stab everybody and drag their bodies outside and bury them under the back deck. You know, (laughs) two foot tall Natalia with her dwarfism and curled hands, as Jacob says. That's her plan. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you can make threats. Right. And, and, you know, take them seriously. But to carry that out, I don't know. Beth Karras said that if they really were afraid. Mm -hmm. Why did no one ever call the cops? I know. No one called the cops. So far, the only cop situation we've had or police situation we've had is Mm -hmm. the creamery yeah and they said natalia we're not pressing charges against natalia Mm -hmm. so she points out that they've never called the police but the police have been called on them yeah so in march of 2012 the neighbors call cps on the barnets oh this part's sad this is so sad okay so Michael says that Christine and Natalia are having their who are you fight. Which yeah, because Christine kept asking Natalia, like, who are you? Yeah. Where are you? Where this have is, you been from? Or, right. The like, life log she's trying to get her to write. Interrogating her mm-hmm. constantly. But where have you been? Who have you known? Mm-hmm. That Natalia either can't or won't or isn't giving them the answers they want. So they keep trying to force it down her throat that she's yeah. going to do it. Yeah. So allegedly, Christine decides that since she's not getting any information out of Natalia, she's not allowed to have a bedroom or a bed in their house anymore. Mm-hmm. And she has to go sleep in the, on the back porch. On the back porch. So outside. Mm-hmm. Outside the house. Mm-hmm. And this is in March of what year? 2012. Okay. So we did some research on that. Mm-hmm. The temperatures in Westfield, Indiana in March of 2012 
uh, average temperature max was 72 degrees during the day. And then the minimum temperature was 30 degrees, 30.45, which means on average, it was below freezing at night. Yeah. So Natalia was being placed outside to sleep on the back patio in the freezing cold, basically. Right. Like, literally freezing cold. Yeah. Because the average temperature... I mean, there's some days where it fluctuated. Like, it was, you know, 50 degrees and 40. Right. But the average temperature It was, could have been anyone. They didn't say exact what day. They so. didn't say what day, yeah. But Michael said after three hours of her being out there and everybody else had gone to bed... And he, she was crying. And she was crying. Mm-hmm. And he said, he said he couldn't take it anymore, so he went and let her in. See, this is why I think she didn't want to kill him. Oh, oh, because like he might have been the good I guy because he he's the one that went in and let her in. Yeah, I think he might like either he wasn't there a lot or I think maybe he tried to. Because everybody else was fine with her freezing to death out there. Yeah. And if you think about it, those boys were really attached to the to the mom. And so young. And so young. And so young. And when she went to the neighbor's house, she went with the boys. She mm-hmm. didn't go with Michael to no. complain about the knives. That's true. So either Michael was like, like I said, you know, good parent, bad parent, or I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. Just the fact that he was like, I can't take it anymore, not Christine, and let her in. And, you know, it's a good point to bring up that he did that against her wishes because she's Mm -hmm. like, stay out there. And he's like, no, I can't take it anymore. I'm going to go get her. Yeah. He brings up in later episodes that she ran the house. Yeah. And everybody was terrified of her. Yeah. So if that's true... Why are you going against her three hours later and letting the kid in? Mm-hmm. Like, are, were you really? So anyway, the neighbors here, poor little Natalia out there crying in the freezing cold for three hours. In so, the middle of the night. In the this middle of the like night. This wasn't like at 6 p.m. or anything. They said in the middle of the night. Right. So they call the police and the police and CPS show up mm-hmm. and to want to know why they are allowing their child to sleep out in the backyard in the freezing cold in the middle of the night (laughs) while crying herself to sleep. (laughs) At their McMansion. At their McMansion, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) And so uh, Michael says something that just, like, eats away at my soul because I feel like it shows how he thinks he is so manipulative mm-hmm. because he says that the detective shows up and with ten, within 10 oh, minutes yeah. he he looks at the psychology paperwork that they've managed to produce he listens to michael talk mm-hmm. and he's able to sway him back around to realize that natalia is the vi- the villain and really the family's in danger of her <laughs> yeah he's like the cop decides that he's not there to protect natalia but he's there to protect my boys yeah. Just like, oh, I can't stand this guy. So I think it's interesting. I thought, and somebody else mentions later, that this is just an incident where they got reported. This is one that a neighbor was able to witness, an, an occasion of abuse. Yeah, actual abuse done by the Barnetts, huh? So what, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what were they doing in that house that they never got caught for? Well, it's like all those families, you know, like that one family that, what was there, like 18 of them? Yeah. And, and the one the one here, the, the Ruby Frank. Ruby Frank. I mean, you don't yeah. know what goes on. That's why there's that saying, you don't know what goes on behind closed doors. Right. Because it's like, you don't know. You don't know. Unless someone's posting on social media or someone mm-hmm. talks, you don't know. Yeah. I mean, you can tell, you know, the signs like how Natalia is dressed and her stature. And like she said, uncharacteristically happy that day. But yeah. 
they didn't say that she was in school. I wondered that too because when it does show her writing, mm-hmm. like she like sorry Natalia, but the the hand the spelling yeah is all bad. It's so bad, and I'm the like spelling the worst speller. And the, and the penmanship and the penmanship is very childlike. It looks like. She hasn't been. Is to she school. going to school? I don't know. They don't say. Do they? Well, they, they show her walking up with a backpack at one point. But they did. They, yeah, they didn't say. I they don't didn't know. say like kids at school or the yeah, teachers or, or what it was like. She made maybe friends. they homeschooled her. Maybe I don't know. That's a good point. But yeah, I was just I I. They did say it was the summer. That's true. But you still but have to enroll children. Years. Yeah, you still have to enroll children in school. Yeah. It's like illegal not to or, or, or provide something like either homeschool. I don't know. Yeah. I don't have kids. <laughs> this is why I don't have kids. I know. Well. I can't imagine like any kid going through abuse. Can mm-hmm. you imagine if it was like one of ours and we didn't catch the, the, the signs? Oh, I would just die inside. Aww. Like, no. I know. I yeah. couldn't. I know. It's watching stuff like this, too, that I think, like, oh, I should adopt a kid. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, we'll adopt you, Natalia. You can come live with us, Natalia. It's okay. And then it's like, oh, never mind. I know. I know. It's like, no, never mind. I can't do that. I never am mind. not. I, just, I, I barely keep myself alive. I would just cry every day. <laughs> I know. Like, I would just cry. No, and just sit there and rock back and forth and be like, I'm so sorry for what you've gone through. <laughs> I am so sorry. <laughs> like Amy, Like Amy Slayton, you know, we just want to be the best moms just want to be a good mom just want to be a good mom but you know like there's sometimes forces are against you and things happen and you're like i am so sorry i know it's stuff like this that i'm like oh i should and i'm like nope 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 i can't no the right thing to do is to not to not have kids to not have kids so Mm -hmm. back to it anyway so the detective the police officer that shows up is detective klaus klaus he did think something was sus about the situation. Like, he didn't just walk away and leave it. He went back and did some investigation. This is the cop that showed up, and Michael was like, after 10 minutes, the He had him snowed. Yeah, he yeah. could tell that he was there to protect them from Natalia. Right. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. This is the same cop? Same cop. Okay, got it. Yeah, same police officer. So he could tell there was something up at the Barnett house. Mm-hmm. And so he went back and did some more investigating, investigating, into Natalia's situation, mm-hmm. and he was able to find her naturalization paperwork okay. with a picture. And How did he find that? I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm sure it's all legal record. That's true. He is a detective, so yeah. he probably has access to those records. Because, yeah, because they couldn't get it yeah. due to the closed adoption. And uh, I think a birth certificate. Okay. And he brought those back and showed them to the Barnetts. He showed them to the Barnetts? Yeah, he showed them to the Barnetts because uh, Natalia, when she saw that picture, admitted to him that she didn't recognize herself in that picture. Oh, it was so cute, too. It was the cutest picture. It was like a teeny baby Natalia. It was. Like, you could tell it was teeny tiny. Yeah, little teeny baby. Like a little, little teeny baby. Yeah. Little teeny heels. It was cute. So, um, but Natalia said that she didn't recognize herself in that picture. So that, too, was like... Michael's like, oh, it's all fake. It's not her. Well, I mean, in all fairness, there's pictures of me when I was little and I'm like who is that well that's what I thought I'm like I can't imagine if I was like I don't know 10 years old or whatever and somebody showed me a picture from when I was three and they're like hey is this a picture of you I'd be like yeah god if I don't know there was a picture of my mom when she was younger sitting on a chair 
in like the kitchen in my grandma's house Mm -hmm. and I looked at that picture and I don't know what we were looking at it was like a box of random pictures a while ago and it looked like me exactly like me it had really short hair Mm -hmm. which was funny because I've had short hair on and off but it looked exactly like me and I remember sitting there with my mom going oh I don't remember this picture I don't remember taking this picture and she goes that's me silly and I'm like oh that's so <laughs> because I could have swore it was you thought me, it was you even though she's like 25 years older than me so yeah. it was like in the 60s or 70s right and I wasn't even thought of then well it, to be fair it was probably that same chair no it oh. wasn't oh was it that's why I'm like it wasn't don't... like the same chair no. grandma still had in the dining room was, for the last was 40 diff- years yeah it was a different chair or something oh, and okay. I'm like that's why I'm like I don't remember taking that picture and she was like well that's me silly and I'm like because you did it Oh, yeah. <laughs> so if she so my point is is if she didn't recognize herself in mm-hmm. a teeny tiny picture and she's, you know, mm-hmm. we think maybe 10 to 12, 13. Yeah, it would make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't mean that she's a scam artist, right. but it also doesn't mean that she's not. It's just you don't remember. Right. I mean, our minds play tricks on us, right? Yes. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, the fact that he was like scam you know right and natalia admitted that when she was at the ukrainian orphanage somebody told her what her new birthday would be oh that's interesting yeah and so that is the date that is on her birth certificate her paperwork is the date that the ukrainian orphanage told her it was which was the year of 2003 2003 okay it was september 2003 so if you minus 2012 or 2003 from 2012, that's nine years old. Mm-hmm. So that almost makes sense. Yeah, it does kind of make sense. When huh? the Barnett the got her. Health. Yeah, because when well, they the... got her in 2010. Oh, okay, even better. So she was like seven years old, mm-hmm. according to the birth certificate and her new birth year. Yeah. So because of this, because the picture doesn't isn't necessarily, they're not sure if it's her because she admitted that she was told when her birth date was. Um, the officer tells Michael that he needs to go and have her birth date corrected on her birth certificate. Mm-hmm. And we hear um, from Beth Karras as she says, you know, with international adoptions, for them to shave off a couple years isn't that uncommon okay. because, you know, as we said before, kittens are easier to adopt out than yeah, cats. Than so, senior cats, yeah. So the younger the kid is, you know, like they, the Barnett's got a six-year-old, not a nine-year-old. Right. You know? Yeah. So on paper, it looks good. It looks better on paper. Yeah. So because of this, what Michael takes away from it is she's a complete scam and you need to go and get her legalized as an adult so you can get rid of her. That's how he interprets this. Yeah, which is not what the detective was saying. Which he is was just saying not what he said. get her age corrected by so like a couple you, of years so that you know how to properly take care of her and for her. And to be fair, she didn't say like, oh, my birthday was this day and they told me that it's now this day, or at least I don't think so. She just said, I was told this is... So I think there's a good chance nobody knows, except for her mom, mm-hmm. what her... Like, she probably has no freaking clue what her birthday is. And how would she? I She's wouldn't know. Young. Yeah. Yeah. I remember thinking that as a kid, like, if I wasn't told when my birthday was, I would never know. 
Yeah. You know? And I think Natalia is in that situation. Yeah, because you hear kids all the time when they're young, they're like, I'm four and a half, four and three quarters. It's like, how do they know that? How well, do they you have know? to be told. You were told. Yeah, they're not, I mean, unless you're like some weird genius. Well, so, weird, I mean, the same thing with her, the fact that she's like, oh yeah, in, in the orphanage, they told me this was my birthday. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's a lie. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But according to the Barnetts, it's a lie. It means she's a full-grown adult and they need to get rid of her. Yeah. So this is when Michael and Christine start um, to harass the adoption agency once again. In Florida. In Florida. Yeah. And um, they want information on the previous uh, owners. <laughs> I know I was going to say owners, but it's not owners. Uh, adoptees? Yeah. Ado- adoptive parents. Adoptive parents, okay. yeah. They sure. want um, information on Natalia's previous adoptive parents, but it's a closed adop- adoption. Mm-hmm. They don't get that. And so he says something, and I'm not saying this didn't happen. I'm just saying it doesn't feel right to me. Is He said that they were finally sick of him calling all the time and demanding to know their information. So they told him, hey, look at Natalia's luggage and look at the identity card that's in her luggage. Mm-hmm. And maybe the previous family wrote their own names and address on Natalia's luggage. Yeah. <sighs> Deep breath. I'm not yeah. buying it. I'm, I'm not buying I'm it just either. Not. I'm not saying it's it's a lie. I'm just saying I feel like in my bones what more likely happened was he was calling them incessantly and somebody under the table was like, look, buddy, you didn't hear it from me. Mm-hmm. This is their names. I'm blocking your number. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. More likely. Probably. Just saying. So allegedly the name of the previous adopted parents mm-hmm. that they've been wanting since day one. Right. Has been on her luggage this entire time. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I mean, he okay. just happened to find it. Yeah. I call BS. Yeah. And, um, their names are Gary and Diane Sicone. 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 And I think that's a good place to leave it for episode one. What do you think? I think that's a great place. And we'll pick right back up. We still have episode three, four, five, and six. Yeah. We thought we were going to get through three episodes, but there's just too much to tell. But the next episode has a lot more content, a lot more drama, a lot more. It just gets crazier and crazier. Crazier, crazier. Um, A little more heartbroken, actually, too. But it's good. It's good. It's really, really good. Okay. All right, stay tuned for some bloopers and tune back in for part two. Part two! Part two. And this has been... This time on True Crime Podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, Try and fill out the poll and... On Spotify. uh, On Spotify, there is a pool. Pool? A pool. A pool. On Spotify, we have poll questions in the episode details. So if you feel like it, one of them I think is just, what did you think of the episode? And we would really appreciate if anybody wanted to fill those out. We'd like to know what you guys are thinking of of us so far. Any criticisms, any suggestions, we'd appreciate it. And don't forget to subscribe so that we know that you're listening and that you want more content. Please subscribe. Please, please, please subscribe. (laughs) Follow us on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube. All right. Till next time. This has been This Time on True Crime. This Time on True Crime. Bye. Okay, go ahead.
And I also want to give a shout out to my bro, my brother from the same mother. How you doing? Thanks for being a subscriber and a follower. Love you, bro. But shout out to Amy Slayton. Yes. Yes. DM us. We want to be your best friend. <laughs> yeah. DM us. <laughs> <laughs> we right. like Tammy too, but we, we have a soft spot in our heart soft for spot. Amy spiritual connection with amy (laughs) her and her bitcher cyst (laughs) yeah known a few people that needed a bitcher cyst right (laughs) (laughs) i mean if i was going to be crazy i'd want to be crazy in florida nice weather sunny beaches warm water Mm. good food that's fair i've heard i don't know i've never been there yeah harry potter world Mm, that's true shark diving Okay, moving on. That's fair. Moving on. Um. So even though. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sorry. You do it. (laughs) Okay, I will. So. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Okay. The therapy. Just say it. Just say so. So. (laughs) Here, you want me to take over? No, I got it. (laughs) Just say so. It's cool. (laughs) So he told him. Can you hear our dog snoring? Snoring. Will that pick it up? Can we, like, move the mic down? Well, come on, baby. Oh, she's so cute. I know. Come on. Well, we don't want to be too jaded mm-hmm. yet while we deliver the story. I mm. mean, yeah. we we'll save that for the second part, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. 